everyone, it's your host Megan and your co-host McKenna. And welcome back to Mickey Ears and Butterbeer. Welcome back everyone. I have a special guest with me today. I have Jenna, who is a travel agent with me. Yep, I'm so excited to be here with you, Megan. It's really fun that we're going to get to do this today. I love it. Thank you for joining us. So on this week's episode, we are going to talk about Disney weddings. So Jenna recently got married, and she got married at Disney at Animal Kingdom, which I'm so jealous. I love your pictures. They turned out amazing and everything about it. I loved watching you, following you the whole entire time. Yeah, it was really a dream come true. It was gorgeous. We had a great photographer. Her name was Crystal Healy. She did a fantastic job catching all of our moments throughout the whole event. That's awesome. So when Kyle and I actually got engaged, we thought about having a Disney wedding, but then I thought it would be more work than having a local wedding. What do you think? Yeah, so we kind of worked in reverse, actually. So at the time, we were living in um, Northern Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C., and the initial thought was to have our wedding out there, since that was home for us. So we had started to do some pricing and looking around, and it was coming off the tail end of the pandemic, so things were still kind of up and coming, Um, but we found that it was just really really expensive out in the D.C. area, and so we started to have a conversation of, like, this can't be everywhere. You know, we we had ruled out our home states for personal reasons. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to look. I'm going to look at Disney, see see what's out there, what the options are. Maybe it's in in budget. And I was actually very surprised. It was much less expensive than the Washington DC area and Disney handled all the logistics. So I didn't have to go find vendors for Um, food or photography if I didn't want to. Um, It really kind of was a all done deal built in package. And you could figure out which pieces fit into the puzzle that were important to you, which I liked. So it started really as kind of a joke and an an investigation. And then we're like, hey, we could maybe really do this. Also flying to Florida was very financially feasible for um, our family members, and um, friends who are coming down to that area from from D.C. and the Midwest as well. That's awesome. I didn't even think about because I know like now that you say it, Disney would include everything, like you said, the food, the photography, everything. But I wouldn't have thought about that before because that's one of the huge stresses of planning a wedding is you have to find a DJ. You have to then find food and make sure they're licensed. And it's just a whole drug out process. And you spend so much time researching every single one of those. So I think that's huge alone that Disney actually does that. Yeah. And we had a relatively short engagement. So we got engaged in October of 2022 and then got married in October of 2023. So we only had about a year in there to pull everything together. And and like you said, I was just getting stressed out even with vendors that I was quoting in the Northern Virginia and D.C. area with the restrictions that I had either on food or licensing, um, which places you could work with or not work with, insurance policies. And it was just getting to be a lot. I was I was really overwhelmed. Um, and so Disney kind of served as that one-stop shop that I wasn't expecting to find. And then it worked great. I was like, yes, I am on board with this. I have one point of contact who will help me figure it out. And it, it worked really well. Um, it did have its own challenges with 
I think my family and friends were really surprised, even though I love Disney. They were just like surprised that we were going that kind of extra step <laughs> with with our they're like, oh, wait, really? And I'm like, yes. So, um, you know, kind of getting over that hurdle and then figuring out the logistics for all those people traveling there, because as a travel agent, I did feel some like responsibility to make sure people had a really good time, not just at the wedding and the reception, but also during their whole trip on the way down. That's because you're a good travel agent. Yeah. Always worried about other people, even on your wedding day and week. That's True. I, I just wanted to go smooth. <laughs> Any bride wants that. So when you started all your planning, how did you first start? Did you have to go in person and have a meeting or was there like options of Zoom meetings or how did all that work? Yeah. So Disney Fairy Tale Weddings has transitioned a lot over the pandemic from what they used to do to now. So now it's kind of a hybrid. So since I was on such a short timeline, that really worked in my favor because a lot of brides who want to have Disney weddings end up having to wait to get in connection with their planner because they normally only operate within a year. Because Disney, everything moves fast. They have it down as, you know, that that slick system and, you know, they're doing weddings all the time. They're fluent in it and comfortable where new brides sometimes can really get worried and worked up and like starts planning so early. So I know a lot of um, other brides that I've talked with that impatient waiting for the one year mark is really hard for them, which I got to skip that part because we were within a year. So um, I reached out and did an inquiry through the Disney Fairy Tale Weddings website uh, to get pricing information. And from there, I was kind of in um, connection with a sales consultant who walked me through the different options because you can do so many different venues and you pick a venue for the wedding and the reception. So you get to pick two venues, which is a lot of fun. So we walked through, we walked through all the different um, venues and she kind of checks the dates. He or she checks those initial dates for you to see if it's available, if the time you're looking for is available. And they're really your first kind of date on the calendar person. And so from there, we, I got handed off to my coordinator who really helped us dive into all the details of what floral was going to look like and music and timing and the day of. And so you're in touch with different people, but you seem to only have one or two primary contacts throughout the whole event. Um, They do at Disney world, at least have open houses you can attend that they'll send you an invitation to, and you can tour the wedding pavilion and some of the other on-site locations at your own leisure. And then the wedding studio that they used to have in-person meetings and is open at that time too. So you can meet face-to-face with these people and kind of answer some of your questions, look at the photography books. They have mock cakes set up during that. Um, The dresses, the bridal line that you see that comes out every year, they have some of those set up in it. And you just get to kind of walk through the studio at your leisure um, and gather more information. Bradley and I did one of those in February, we went down and made a whole little weekend trip out of it. And it was the first time that I like really felt connected to the process because it is hard doing a lot of stuff over email and phone calls, you know, mm-hmm. um, that was like the real start of it. We got, we got engaged. We, you know, we talked about a plan. We went down to Disney. We got the whole open house tour. They give you a planning guide to fill out that kind of helps you walk through the logistics of the day who's going to be involved, what music you want to do. 
And it just builds and builds as it gets closer to the date and you keep adding more details and tweaking things and getting more pricing and going back and reevaluating. And it's a whole adventure. <laughs> it sounds like fun now. And it actually sounds a lot less stressful compared to doing it not in Disney. So yeah. when you mentioned the different venues, how many like different options? Are, I mean, can you get married at any of the parks and then have the reception pretty much anywhere you want? Like how yes. what all is the list? You have endless options. And even if an option isn't on their preset list, Disney's whole approach to wedding planning is what's your idea and let's see if we can make it happen, which is very overwhelming too, because you're like, everything is in limits to at least have a discussion on. The main pieces of venues or the, the main components of the venues that are available, you're going to have your parks. So, you know, you've got Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. We went with Animal Kingdom for ours, of course. And the main reason we did that was because I wanted to do something I couldn't do anywhere else if we were going to be in Disney. But you also can get married at any of the resorts, um, or the beaches along the shoreline of, of you know, the lagoon. And um, they have just endless opportunities of venues. So if Coronado Springs is your favorite resort on property, you can get married on that lawn in the back of Coronado Springs. Oh, wow. Or Port I didn't Orleans French Quarter. Yeah. They were that flexible. Yes. I never so, thought that. I just assumed it was the parks and that's it. Yeah, no. And it has a lot of um, a lot of your flexibility is going to do with pricing, too. You know, there's tiered pricing based on the time of the year and the venue and the time of day fluctuates into that, too. Um, of course, you have like the wedding pavilion at the Grand Floridian you can do if you want that more kind of chapel style setting. And there's just a lot of options. And if they're like I said, if there's something that's not on the list, um, you can always ask and they're like, yeah, we'll double check on that, too. So. It was, it was very cool. Um, it was hard to narrow down, but we got I know, there. I can imagine. Well, I think it's yeah. cool too that they do that option because there's some people that they're not full loving Disney people, but they just having the convenience, like you said, to have mm -hmm. all of it taken care of. So it's good to know that there's options that you don't have to go full blown Disney and have a wedding there and still have a good time. And then your guests can go to the parks afterwards. So that is oh, yeah. huge. So it's a vacation for everybody in a way. Yeah, you have that entertainment built in, which is so nice. One of the places we considered heavily was Seabreeze Point um, at the Yacht and Beach Club area, that kind of sandy beach that overlooks the water. And we just really loved that area. And like you said, it's not full-blown Disney, but it has that energy. You have everyone close by. I mean, the hotel's right there if that's where your wedding party was staying. It's just very easy to do it that way. Um, and then a lot of the reception venues are primarily in the resorts. So um, everything from California Grill to uh, the Attic to some of these kind of obscure locations that are for private parties at Disney. So that's that's really cool, too. Our reception was at Citricos in the Grand Floridian. So we had a brunch before dinner service started. So we did have some restrictions. We had to be out of there by 3 p.m. just to make sure we weren't influencing or impacting dinner. But other than that, it was gorgeous. And we just took over the venue and it was fully ours for, for our reception brunch, which was really cool. That's awesome. Did you guys at Animal Kingdom, is there certain times that you had to get married because the park's open? Yeah, that's a great question. So we had the option of either getting married before the park opened 
or after the park closed. And I am not a huge morning person. Bradley is. He would have loved a morning wedding, but <laughs> I, I am not. I was not going to get up at 2 a.m. to do like hair and makeup oh my and goodness. get dressed. <laughs> no, that I was know. not my jam. <laughs> so I blame we, you. Went, we went with the evening. So our ceremony uh, time was officially at 1030 p.m. And then we had to be out of the park by midnight. So that's pretty cool, yeah. though, that you can I don't know. I guess you don't realize it when you're in the park that there's things going on after. Yeah. And it was one of the coolest experiences was we had the whole ceremony um, and then everybody left. So it was me and Bradley and our photographer and then the few people there from the Disney weddings team. And we had the park to ourselves. Like there was this moment after we were all married and we're like standing there and like, I'm like, Bradley, just look at the tree. You know, like we just stood and like looked at the tree all lit up just for us. And it just made my heart like swoon. Like it was so cool. It gave me goosebumps. Um, <laughs> you say that. <laughs> yeah, it was goals. just, it was, it was like one of these, I'm like, I'm never going to get this moment again. We better take it in because <laughs> it was so good. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the timing restrictions do vary a little bit based on the location. The park locations, of course, are a little bit more restrictive. Um, and then the wedding pavilion has like multiple times a day. So they, uh, for example, can have a wedding at 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. So like there could be multiple weddings there all day long. Oh, Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. So I guess my, McKinley wanted me to ask you, which I think I know this question, but I told her I would. Can you ride rides when it's just your wedding party in the park? That is such a good question. And you can indeed add a ride on to your event. Really? There are some restrictions based on the timing of your event. So for example, we had a dessert party at Epcot in the Germany pavilion the day after our wedding. Okay. So that happened during the fireworks. We had our, our guests kind of all together at Germany. We watched the fireworks show. And then if I would have wanted to, I could have added a ride to the end of the fireworks. So immediately after the fireworks were ending before the park closed, our group would have went to whatever ride I picked say Soren, we would have had been the last party in at Soren for that evening. And then we would have left as the park was closing, essentially. Really? So, that's cool. Yeah, you can do it then. It wouldn't have worked with our wedding just because of the timing and Animal Kingdom closed, of course, much earlier than our event. But if you were having an early morning wedding, you could essentially have your ceremony and then be the first ride of the day on a ride. So that's awesome. And it's a, your whole wedding party? Yep, your wedding party. Um, it's it's priced out per person is kind of how it works. You pay a, a small fee per person depending on the ride or the attraction. Um, and again, that timing requirement is just the tricky part. But you can definitely do it, which is really cool. That's <laughs> awesome. Because when she told me that, I was like, no, there's no way. You can ride rides. So I'm glad that Yeah, I and you can only do one. I, I, I haven't heard of anyone being able to do domino ones because, like I said, you're either that first ride of the day or the very last one um, most of the times. Was your guest list, did it have to be smaller being at Disney versus being somewhere else? Yes and no. So it didn't need to be smaller from Disney's standpoint. Disney would have allowed me to have um, as many people as I wanted, essentially. That would have changed kind of our venues a little bit, I think, based on the, the size of our party. Our budget really dictated a lot of who was coming. And we also wanted to keep it really intimate because it was important to us 
to have the people there that we, you know, we wanted there the most and to, to share this experience with. And, and we were spending a decent amount of money on it as well. So the debate of who was coming and who wasn't coming was such a hard one and weighed heavy on both of our hearts that at the end of the day, we started drawing kind of some, some clear boundaries for both of us. Like we're not going to have anybody from work. We're not going to have, you know, extended family beyond immediate family. And it kind of just honed down naturally to a level we were comfortable with and then what fit in our budget too. I think that's awesome though. Cause it kind of gives you, cause when you have a local wedding, everybody expects to be invited Mm -hmm. and of course you want to have as many people as possible but realistically that gets very expensive so being able to have a destination wedding like that I think that helps make it easier to make it more intimate of course your choices it's harder to narrow it down oh yeah but it also helps tremendously I think people understanding more yeah, I would agree. And we had some like hopes and dreams of like going back to our community and having like a local party or gathering, but we ended up moving in there and life took over. <laughs> so it just didn't happen that way. But I do, I really love the size of the party we had because I wanted to be able to connect with all the people who were there because it was such a big event and important to me. And I really felt we got to do that with where we were at budget and, and number wise for people. That's awesome. So I noticed in your pictures, Mickey and Minnie were in them. Yes. That looked awesome. Was that fun? (laughs) Was that just you and Bradley doing that together? Yeah. So it was um, a surprise. We didn't tell any of our guests and um, we did it during the reception. So what had happened was everyone had kind of ate and everything and it was in between cake cutting or in between the food service and cake cutting. And so we were taking some photos. And so that we're taking a big group photo and my photographer goes, I think someone's missing from here. And that was like the cue for Mickey and Minnie to arrive. And so they walked in and it was just, it was a surprise for the whole crew. So only Bradley and I knew, and it was just such a great moment. And we have some really cool photos from it. And then Mickey and Minnie got to stay for our cake cutting, which was really cool. So um, I have like video of cutting my cake with Mickey and Minnie and then walking out with them and all these great shots. Totally worth it. Um, We did do some compromising to make that happen. So we did not have a dance or live music at our reception. So we just used the background music that was playing at Citricos or in the Grand Floridian, which if you're ever there is very leisurely, you know, Mm -hmm. and it worked very well for a brunch. I don't think people missed it by any means. Like they didn't miss dancing because we kind of had a series of events going. You know, we did speeches and food and a welcome and then photos with Mickey and Minnie was our entertainment and then cake. And it kind of naturally flowed through the day. But that was something that we we kind of weighed where we wanted our costs to go, you know, to music or to entertainment. And we decided to do Mickey and Minnie instead. I think you made a good choice. Yeah, I love seeing the pictures. I know. And one of the coolest things that I didn't get to know is Mickey and Minnie both have such an extensive wardrobe and you get to work with them to pick out what they wear. It's so fun. Yeah. Yes, you do. So I made sure that Minnie knew not to wear white. So we weren't (laughs) clashing and it was, it was good. It was so good. It blended right in. It was great. That's awesome. (laughs) That just shows you how much above and beyond Disney goes. I wouldn't have thought that you would be able to dictate that whatsoever. So the fact that, and it makes it fun too. So weddings are stressful and planning and then they throw something like that in there. It just, it's a breath of fresh air. It's just makes things go so much smoother and have fun with the process because that's what we're supposed to do as a bride is to have fun with all the planning. 
Yes. And making Minnie sign my guest book. I mean, there were so many like cool little touches to having them visit that I just love. I, we, we debated on it heavily and I am so happy that we decided to invite them to come because it, it was just a cool moment for everybody. Awesome. How did you guys, you and your guys, did you guys do park days after everything? Um, I think it was a mix. Uh, we, for guests at least, that some some headed back home to families right away. Some a few stayed and did parks. My immediate family and I did a couple park days afterwards, which was fun. But also, I was so tired after the wedding. I wish I would have built in like a down day before <laughs> a the park day. <laughs> yeah, like well, girl needed a break. Yeah. Um, but. But it was really cool to be able to make those memories with my family. We hadn't been there since I was a, a kid. My parents hadn't been since I was very young. And um, to be able to take them and like treat them a little bit more and share all this knowledge I've accumulated from, you know, being a travel agent and working there and all those pieces was just really, really cool. Um, my sister officiated her wed- our wedding. So it was fun to be able to like incorporate all these family memories into the the whole trip that's awesome that's true because being down there i mean people not like us they normally don't go multiple times a year right i'm sure a lot of guests that's just making memories that you won't ever make any other time the hardest thing was like having all my guests there who i wanted to like see and spend time with at the parks and being like i could only go so many places (laughs) you know um but it was it was very, very cool. And like you said, the built-in entertainment was nice because I didn't have to stress about what people were looking to do in the area afterwards. It was just kind of like, it's all here. So mm-hmm. go have fun. That's awesome. <laughs> it was really cool. So would oh. you do it again? Yeah. I think the pieces I loved the most about having a Disney wedding was the, like the surprises and personalization I was able to add to it. So, you know, we had Mickey and Minnie, which was a surprise for our guests. I also worked with the bakery team to make a cake for my husband. That was, it was pumpkin Mickey from Halloween that like the main street pumpkin Mickey that you see on I saw Halloween it was season. Perfect. Yeah. So Bradley's a big Halloween person and I kind of, stole his favorite holiday for our wedding (laughs) so um so we I like worked with the bakery team and we came up with this cake idea and none of the the cake flavors they have so many cake flavors too which is just wild there's like 15 and then frostings is like 20 so like the combinations are endless (laughs) but I was like I really wanted to do something that was like pumpkin spice themed because Bradley's a big fall person loves Halloween so like I asked the bakery team and worked with the baker and I was like can we do a pumpkin spice inspired cake like I would love for the cake to be pumpkin spice and the middle filling to be like a chocolate caramel and then like an espresso buttercream on the outside so you get like that whole pumpkin spice latte experience that sounds so good Nobody knew this was a secret I kept to myself, which I was so hard, so, so hard because I wanted opinions and I couldn't get them. <laughs> um, so we did our cut- cake cutting and then like the the bakery team just like brought it out right after that. And he had no idea. And it was just like the coolest moment I got to like curate that was Disney focused, but personalized to Bradley and our relationship. And that was really, really cool. Um, did I he love it. 
He loved it. He, he loved he the cried taste of it. Just Did a he? little bit. <laughs> he was like all all surprised and had no idea it was coming. So um yeah, and it tasted so good. Our wedding cake tasted really good too. Um, which was like a whole debacle because the bakery at first told us they would not make our wedding cake flavor because they were worried it didn't go together. And um we had to like have a whole meeting about it, but our cake <laughs> flavor was espresso with a guava cream cheese filling and a cinnamon buttercream. Sounds funky. <laughs> I know guava is like a big thing right now, um, but it kind of tasted like chocolate covered raspberries. Oh, that sounds if good you think then. About it. Like kind of like a berry chocolatey espresso coffee thing. It was good. Um, and we got there. They they made one for themselves. The bakery did to test it out before they would make one for our wedding, which I thought was cute. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, like you said, that's just, it proves kind of that extra mile. Like they're willing to, to try new things and accommodate and they're not going to put out a bad product either, which is neat. Um, I also had my grandma's liver dumpling recipe made for our buffet, which my it's a family traditional recipe um like it's chicken liver dumplings i know that sounds wonky <laughs> and liver we, got me. yep yep it's got everybody um but we make it for big holidays they're like essentially meatballs they're a type of meatball and like a, a gravy sauce and um we make them for big holidays christmas easter you know the big ones and so i was like i have to have this there so i had the the chef make them I worked with Disney to get them a recipe and we talked through it and we made them and had them on my buffet. And I didn't tell any of my family until they walked through. And of course, like it meant the most to them because it's this family oh, tradition. I so, can't believe they did that. Like you think you gave them the recipe and they did it. Yeah. So yep, you can't yep. get that anywhere else. No one else is going to do that unless you or someone in your family is actually the ones making it. Yeah. And like, what a quirky recipe, right? Like I gave them this <laughs> chicken liver meatball recipe, essentially. <laughs> um, and like, we had to have this whole conversation about like dumplings. I mean, like meatballs, not like dumplings in a noodle pocket, you know, and, and like we worked through it and they they asked questions. We got feedback. They jazzed it up a little so that it was, you know, flavorable to all t- people who tried it, not just me and my family. And it was just like a cool, cool surprise I got to add that no one expected. So now I'm sure we're going to go to a restaurant and see that on the menu somewhere. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt <laughs> it. It is a, a Czech tradition. So <laughs> um, it's just funny. But awesome. I think... yeah, I would definitely do it again because of all the personalization and the willingness to work with you. Um, it took a lot of patience to work through the budget planning part just because they have to get pricing with the kitchens and the venues and like reassess. And that, that was probably the hardest piece was the patience to get all the numbers together. Well, I think too, you mentioning how you had time to think about that cake and all the flavors for Bradley. And then you had time to have that family tradition meal in there. I think it's because you didn't have the stress of what a normal wedding is because they Mm -hmm. were taking care of everything. So you were able to think about other things to make it more special. Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah. I had that room to be creative. That's awesome. And I think I like Bradley even more. I didn't know he was a pumpkin spice. <laughs> he is. And <laughs> I am. And I love Halloween. And when I saw that cake, I'm like, oh my goodness. I, I mean, I showed Kyle right away. I was like, look how cool this cake is. So I had no idea what was because that's what he loves. So yes. I think I like him even more now. 
And the Grand Floridian Bakery will make cakes for any occasion. So you can order a cake anytime. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, I have to get that pumpkin spice cake when I get down there next time. Yes, you deserve it. (laughs) I think that about hits all the points. Or is there anything that you can think of that we haven't talked about? Um, I think my main piece that I want to share is that if you're considering it, really take time to consider it. Don't write it off right away. Don't get afraid of the process um, because Disney people are still so nice. Even when like hiccups arise, they're willing to work with you and address them. And it's cool to see like a dream unfold that I didn't really know I had. I mean, like I love Disney and of course we got married, but I never imagined I'd get married in Disney. I was kind of always one of those people who's like, no, that's That's not... That's That's how I was. I thought there's no way we'd be able to afford something like that. Or I thought it'd be so expensive because every little detail, everything adding up. But hearing now that it's actually a lot less stress, which is makes it already more attractive to me than anything. And you pick and choose. Like you said, you didn't have the live music. So you had the entertainment instead. So Mm -hmm. just knowing that ahead of time, I think that's huge because most people will be like, no way. I can barely go to Disney once a year, let alone have my wedding there. Yeah. And it was just so cool. The, the, it was just so cool how many things you could do. You know, we talked about the ride mix-in and you can add a ride to your event or we had a fireworks party. So we had an area dedicated to us to watch the fireworks at Epcot. Like that was so cool. Um, they do animal encounters. So like you could have an animal at your event or different entertainment if you want a stilt walker there or the Dapper Dans can come to your event. Like it's just endless options. So you really have a way to make it your own and have it be unique. And it's magical. <laughs> as cliche as it is. <laughs> That's awesome. I think when we renew our vows, long time from now, but when we ever do that, I think I'm going to add this yeah. to the list. Yeah, and you have Disneyland to, to look again. at, right? Right? Yes, you have Disneyland. You have the Disney Cruise Line. You can do them on too, which is cool. So you really have a ton of options. Awesome. Well, I, I can't wish- wait to hear about the renewal when it gets here. Yes, <laughs> I'm already planning that. <laughs> it sounds like I don't have to because Disney would take care of it. Right, you got it. You're done. <laughs> so, thanks for jumping on here today and joining me. And um, you want to share your social media? You are, I do want to share, you are the Virgin Voyages cruise expert. So (laughs) anyone who is interested in cruising, I highly, highly suggest you reach out to Jenna. She's been on multiple cruises and has booked so many for them. She's definitely, I feel like, our go-to person in our agency for that. Yes, I do love Virgin Voyages. And if you just want to follow along, I do have a Facebook group focused on Virgin Voyages cruises called Virgin Voyages Photos and Q&A. So feel free to follow there. Um, My Facebook and Instagram handle is at Jenna the Charming Traveler. So feel free to join me there as well. And otherwise, I really appreciate the invite, Megan. I've had so much fun chatting. Me too. And I'm glad I got to hear more about your wedding. I've been holding off because I want to hear it all I thought this podcast would be perfect to be able to meet with you and talk with you. So I appreciate you joining me. Awesome. Thank you. All right. This about wraps it up. Bye. Bye.